Summer EBT was recently authorized as a federally funded national nutritional program for school-aged children. States, territories, and Indian tribal organizations will begin implementing the permanent program during the summer of 2024. But it's a difficult program to implement and sustain, and it's vital to the more than 20 million children who rely on it to support their nutrition, their health and well-being, during the months when school isn't in session. For 10 years, APT has evaluated the summer EBT pilot program, with the most recent leg of the study led by APT's Renee Nutter. Understanding that communities require tailored, localized solutions, we thought we'd look at the top three challenges APP saw in the evaluation and talk with Tyra Shackelford, Chickasaw Nation's Summer EBT Administrator, so we can share her experience and perspective on what it takes for a successful Summer EBT implementation. Welcome, Tyra, and hello, Renee. Hello. Hello. So I'm going to start with you, Renee. Um, Over the course of the evaluation, what did you see when it came to startup costs and implementations of Summer EBT programs? So as you mentioned, Eric, the um, pilots have been in existence for a decade. And regardless of where or the size of the grant, what we saw was this very steep incline in costs. So grantees needed to establish EBT processors, coding, IT systems, staffing, all the things that go into recruiting, uh, hiring, and, and getting staff on board. So we saw these really steep kind of inclines. And then after two or three years, we saw that that leveled out. And it didn't matter what part of the country, again, like the size, it just kind of super steep and then leveled out. And it didn't matter if it was a SNAP-based program or a WIC-based program, you still had these startup costs. So Tara, how does that dovetail with what you saw? And what were your experiences when you started uh, your implementation? Yeah, our implementation costs were um, primarily in technology and staffing, outreach to schools and cost per case month fees. Um, Of course, the technology build is the implementation part and some of those other costs are more ongoing, but it, it did help us to leverage the existing systems our WIC has and do different coding to be able to use those for summer ABT. One thing that I feel like was kind of a barrier and we're experiencing it again while we're standing up our permanent program, and that's once again related to technology development. During the demonstrations, FNS Food and Nutrition Services provided a one-year grant most of the time. Uh, There was one cycle where we had a three-year grant. But when you have a a one-year funding, you you don't have time for a good technology build. Um, You can build something. It's just not necessarily going to be everything that you need it to be. We've been operating piecemeal systems for 10 years now. And now that it's a permanent program, we're excited to create a system that's going to work perfect for us. So, okay, you're talking about uh, some struggles. Renee, I don't know if you had a follow if you wanted to follow up on that. I don't think that uh, Chickasaw Nation's uh, experience was unique in that you're hurrying up, you're trying to get like a Band-Aid system together um, and, and getting that so that it's operational over time. I can mm-hmm. definitely see where other grantees would have struggled with that as well. Yeah. yeah. And I would, I would add to you, this is not, related to the cost per se, but it is a struggle, is just really identifying the amount of staffing that you need. 
Um, and then the first few years that we operated summer ABT, we were cost allocating staff and it about killed them. We, we had staff in their pajamas at home, swiping cards and issuing benefits just so we could get the benefits out on the street in time. So considering adequate staffing for your needs is something I suggest any program considers really. Thank you. Um, Renee mentioned, um, you know, startup costs, but then reaching that steady state. Atara, do you feel like you reached that steady state uh, now? If so, what, what do you think got you there? Um, for us, I would say we have, we're getting close to reaching that steady state. We completed an RFP earlier this year for a technology build uh, to implement in 24. Some of the pieces we're really lucky that we were able to implement in 20 three, um, but some of the pieces are taking longer to build and that's fine. Once we have that build though, I feel like we are golden. Uh, the experience that we've had over the years, our costs remain consistent um, or the types of expenses we have remain consistent. That piece that has changed from year to year has been the putting the Band-Aid on the technology and those sorts of things. Great. Uh, well, so another question we had was, um, you know, Renee, I saw that that you, I know that you saw it in the pilots. There were varying degrees of participation each year. Um, what were some of the highlights that you saw um, among the pilot grantees? When it came to participation, I think the biggest um, facilitator was ease in access and and knowledge about access. So. You got the card and some folks, if they go use the card and get turned away or didn't know exactly what they could or couldn't buy, would get frustrated and then never take the card back to the grocery store. But kind of either front loading that, hey, this is your card. This is how it works. These are the items that you can purchase with your EBT card and knowing that ahead of time. Or, and I know that Chickasaw Nation did this, um, is working with retailers so that they can help customers when they come in and knowing exactly what items are applicable and, and reimbursable versus what aren't. And I think even with whether it's a WIC-based program like Chickasaw Nation or if it's a SNAP-based program like the states will have, you're still going to have this little bit of a, a learning curve and getting the information front-loaded and letting families know this is how you use a card and this, this is what you can purchase with that card will help them so they don't get embarrassed in the checkout line and, and they keep using their benefits. Thanks, Tara. I, I see a lot of head nodding here. You want to talk about how some of what Renee mentioned and how you increase participation? Well, I 100% agree with what Renee is saying. That is a very, very important piece. And we tried a few different strategies over the years um, just to help train our participants because a lot of them were not familiar with the program or familiar with our food package since we're operating a WIC type model. One interesting thing we did when we expanded into Choctaw Nation because we knew all of those students and families were brand new to the program as we contracted some staff to go to the grocery stores and just be there and be available to help with shopping. We called them shopping assistants. 
we had a schedule and we would text out to clients when the shopping was assistant was at a particular store so they could take advantage of them. And we had a lot of really good feedback that first year. We did it again the second year, but I don't think it was as needed. We had a lot more participants familiar with the program. Some other things that I would add for increasing participation and redemptions, uh, we've tried a lot of different strategies. And uh, Renee may disagree with me, I don't know. I feel like the active consent process Chickasaw Nation did during the demonstrations, meaning families had to apply first, and then we would determine if they were eligible and issue benefits. Um, I feel like we saw higher redemption rates in an active consent model than we did in a passive consent model. I could offer a couple clarifying things here. Like with participation, whether it was active or passive, mm -hmm. if you looked at the eligible children as a whole, rarely mm -hmm. did any site get past 50% participation, okay. whether it was active or passive. And I think it goes back, one of the things, and my understanding with the summer EBT when it comes to states, ITOs, of course, they can develop their own, but with states, it will be kind of a hybrid. So if you qualify for free or reduced price lunches, you automatically qualify for summer EBT, kind of pre-qualified. And the biggest differentiator that we saw with youths is correct, a correct address. So when yes, we did a, I would um, agree with that. Mm -hmm, when we talked with people like, hey, you are eligible and some who even completed the application, how come you never used any of your benefits? A lot of times it was that the correct address wasn't on file. So completing that application kind of helped facilitate to make sure you had the correct address, that households were aware the card was coming, so they kind of looked out for it. I think we also found, found with some non-participants is they got this mailer and people can be, you know, a little reluctant, like, is this re real, not real? And if they didn't know anything about it, sometimes it got chucked in the garbage and, and didn't get used. So that outreach and folks knowing, and I think with the active consent, filling out the application, um, making sure that address is correct is a big differentiator as well. Yes, that is definitely one thing that we were very grateful for and noticed. We had less return mail than some others. Um, we also implemented a lot of outreach and we had a communications plan each year that um, I work with our outreach coordinator on to plan out. Um, and I think that helps us also with participation and redemptions. We do text messages, email, shopper app, push notifications, and printed materials. And we do a participant survey at the end of the season every year. Ask, and one of the questions we ask is like, what means of communication do you prefer? Or um, what types of text messages do you prefer receiving? And that sort of thing. And it's very interesting the diverse responses that we get. Only about half of our participants will utilize our shopper app and half of them do not. And so we just really try to think through our communications plan to meet the individual needs of all of our clients and uh, utilize a lot of 
different ways to communicate with our clients. One thing that our clients really, really love is our benefit balance text messages. Uh, we do those on, cl as close to the first and the 15th of the month as possible when benefits are active. And um, it's a good reminder for families, hey, you've got benefits, you can go use them. And so we see a lot of, <clears throat> I even did some analysis the first year we implemented those and we saw peaks in trips to the store the day of and the three days after we send a benefit balance text message and then the the trend kind of declines back down to normal but when we send those it does prompt people to go to the store and so that's another strategy that we've used i was going to ask if there was you know one that worked particularly well i heard you say that that you sort of needed several to reach everybody but that i was that text message approach worked um Renee, what did you see? You know, are any any clear cut winners above and beyond what Tyra just described that you saw? Well, like what Tyra was saying, like with the um, in the focus groups, people did say, "Oh, I really appreciated the text messages because it reminded me, oh, I need to go to the store." The other thing that we saw in the redemption data is we could tell when a text message went out because the increase in redemptions sharply increased over that part of the month. So they're definitely effective. Um, and we did hear from participants that they liked receiving them because it was like a reminder like, oh, I need to get to the store. And depending on how your summer EBT program is set up, you might have benefits that expire at the end of the month, or you may have some that roll over into the next month. And if you had some that expired at the end of the month, you absolutely wanted to make sure that you got to the store um, to redeem those. The other thing, Tyra, didn't you all do radio early in the, the pilots? Was that was that effective? We tried local radio stations in our summer EBT service area. And I feel like the Chickasaw Nation has a local radio station and I feel like that reached several people. Um, but I don't feel like some of the other local radio stations in Chickasaw Nation area reached as many people. However, in Choctaw Nation, they did reach a lot of people. Um, I have one counterpart that I work with closely at Choctaw Nation to help with outreach activities. And she had gotten all of the local radio stations to do a PSA quite frequently during our application period. And I do feel like that had a big impact. Um, you asked Eric some of the other strategies or tools that we've used uh, outside of radio and text message. I would say email is somewhat effective. It really depends on the clients. Our Wix Shopper app, like I said, about half of our clients use that, but there are so many good tools in there that they love. They can scan the barcode of an item at the grocery store and know if it's going to be an approved item or not before they even get to the register. That's one thing they love. Um, but they also have, you know, some nutrition education, some recipe ideas. There's different things in our app that we see our clients using. And then I mentioned those shopping assistants that we had for a few years. That sounds like a pretty good array. Um, Renee, I know you were interested in branding. 
in the focus group, so I, I'm going to give kudos to Chickasaw Nation and Tyra and her team because we did hear like, oh, if I saw that logo, I knew it was summer EBT. And we did something very similar with um, the evaluation in that if you saw the sun, you knew that it was a, like a rising sun. You knew that it was part of the summer EBT pilot demonstration, et cetera. And Chickasaw Nations was so colorful that, oh, I know exactly what that is. And I think that um, states and um, ITOs could probably take a, a note out of that book and like, hey, we need to really think about branding this because it's not SNAP, it's not WIC, it's entirely different and it's valid during this period of time. So you wanna make sure that families take advantage of it. And that's one way to, oh, this is summer EBT. I think the branding really helps at the grocery stores too, um, for the cashiers to recognize, uh, oh, I need to hit the WIC button on this, or I need to hit this button for this. And a lot of our grocery stores, especially in our state, are serving um, multiple programs in the same area. So they need to be able to recognize those various different cards. Because they're not always going to be co-loaded. Yeah. So now that summer EBT has been permanently authorized, Tyra, knowing you know now, you've already given a lot of advice, but in, in the course of this conversation, but uh, what haven't you said yet that you think people should know? Well, I'm going to say this again because adequate staffing right. was a lesson that was hard learned. <laughs> um, and then, of course, technology systems that can meet your needs. I would want to share one lesson learned from observing the rollout of pandemic EBT in our state. Um, and Renee kind of touched on this earlier, is creating awareness of the program before you just mail out benefits. Um, we experienced, and I think some of the demonstrations experienced this too in the early years, but specifically when pandemic EBT rolled out in Oklahoma, we experienced a lot of calls from clients asking us questions because they didn't know anything about the program. They just saw EBT on the card and they thought they could call us because we're summer EBT, um, but they didn't know what they had. They didn't know why they had it. They didn't know how much they had. So communication in the beginning is extremely important. Right. Renee, anything that, that you saw in, in sort of the broader trends that, that you want to sort of use to buttress what Tyra is saying or compliment? Very similar in that, like getting the knowledge out so people know, hey, this is for me. I should use it. I also think, I don't know if you saw it as much, Tyra, in your area, but we did see in the broader um, pilot area is the importance of schools and schools letting yes. families know that they had to complete an application or the importance in this case coming up with states is completing that free or reduced price lunch if you have to, because that's what's gonna qualify you. Or if, if something changed in your family situation and you need to update those things, making sure that you update your address, update what's going on with your family. And touching on that pandemic, what we saw is you would think that use would have sharply increased during pandemic, especially when the EBT benefits were put out. But we didn't see that. It really was because families didn't know. People didn't know what yeah. is this card and didn't necessarily trust it. Um, so 
again, that communication piece and reaching out ahead of time, not just sending all these out in May and expecting, oh, people are just going to see, oh, this is great. This is benefits. Yeah, people are a little more circumspect. So letting them know, yep, you qualify and please use these benefits. Mm -hmm. I think another thing too that's important to think about is the framing around the messaging. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we had clients that would, oh, I don't want to use it because I want someone else to have it. Uh, we heard that a lot over the years. And if you're thinking about something like that in your messaging, then you can let people know this is for everyone. And they they don't have to have that concern. If I use this, someone else who needs it more won't have it. Yeah, just being thoughtful in your messaging. Speaking of communication, this is a, this is a great opportunity for uh, Tara to get your insights. So thank you. I'm sure a lot of people listening are going to be grateful to hear what you went through and have learned, and Renee, what you have learned. Uh, and hopefully next summer, everyone will be up and running. Thank you both. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate you. you.